Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The Loose Cannons are on the air. What are we doing? What are you doing? Steve Hartman. Steve Hartman. We welcome everybody. And Mike Costa. Mike Costa. You, you see what I'm saying? On Extra 1360 Fox Sports San Diego. Welcome to our Thursday edition, the Loose Cannons on Exit 1360 Fox Sports San Diego, 1350 in the IE. Here we are on a beautiful Thursday, and as as you know, Thursday is a shortened day for us because we are the home of primetime NFL here on Exit 1360. Tonight it will be the Bears and Packers. It's a, a remarkable series. Uh, Brent mentioned this yesterday. Of course, he is decked out in his Bears gear. I saw that. Wisconsin kid that hates the Packers, and it's all about the Bears. But this is a series. It's been the most played series in the history of the National Football League. Each team has won 94 games with six ties. The Packers, here's an amazing thing about this. So the Packers last year swept the two games Mm. to get it to 94, 94, and 6. If the Packers win tonight at home, they will lead this series for the first time since 1932. So for oh years, the Bears God. were the dominant team up until the Lombardi years. And so the Packers have been trying to play catch up all these years. So the last time the actual Packers led in this series was in 1932. But if the Packers win tonight, they will have the lead once again over the Bears. I think they have a good shot at winning this game tonight, just based at on home and at everything. home at Lambeau, who's playing and stuff. But you know, like like everything this past week, yes, game kind of secondary, unfortunately, to what's going to happen beforehand. Yeah, Steve you know, Hartman. people, you know, want to talk sports, and yeah. we do too. Obviously, we're sports guys, and but we can't ignore the fact that there's going to be a lot of attention on this game tonight because of what's going to happen before the game. We just mentioned in the fusion that CBS is making a point. In fact, they're not just admitting that they're going to carry the national anthem. They're promoting it yeah i mean cbs you know they're, they're all about this so they, they think that this is a big score for them ironically though as we mentioned also in the fusion while the fox network has already announced that none of their sunday games will carry the national anthem after their what was it 70 percent drop in ratings from a week before they're not going to take that risk again cbs has not committed to it yet so cbs has tonight's game mm-hmm. as a little test Let's see if people tune in to see what's going on with the national anthem. And, of course, add to it is the Packer players requesting the fans. Link the arms. Link the arms. So how they cover this tonight, are they just going to show players on the field? Are they going to scan the stands? I'm sure they will. I'm sure they'll do a little bit of of all of that leading up to, to kickoff. You know, their big national game on Sunday is Raiders in Denver with the Broncos. And the Broncos have already come out and said, we're going to stand for the national anthem. So I don't know if that means like a cowboy take a knee before the anthem and then everybody stands up in mass and they, you know, uh, wait there for the national anthem on their feet. But uh, they've they've come out and said, yeah, we're going to we're going to stand for it. So it's going to be it'll be another interesting weekend. But I think, Steve, there's a 
fatigue factor that is starting to creep in with football fans. Oh, I don't think there's any doubt about that. There, there will be a fatigue factor after this week, if not already. Yeah. By the way, good news for you. As you know, Thursday features 3.30 coming up here at the bottom of the hour. Michael Harmon the best. will be taking your phone calls to answer your fantasy football questions. So, you know, this is the uh, third. We're already, what, a quarter of the way through the season. This is the quarter point this weekend. So you start to look at your teams right now, what's working, what's not working. So, again, every Thursday at 3.30, it's appointment radio. Michael Harmon will take your phone calls. So get in early. If you want to, if you have questions you want to share and you can't call in. Oh, absolutely. Text them, tweet them to us. We'll yeah. try to sneak in those questions as well. Jam in as many as we possibly can. Again, Michael Harmon, Fox Sports Radio, the number one fantasy football uh, expert, will be joining us coming up here at 3.30. And at 4.30 today, we're going to be joined by the head football coach in Northern Illinois. Rod Carey. Yes. Coming off their big win two weeks ago against the Cornhuskers uh, in Lincoln. But we'll, we'll catch up with Coach Carey, get his thoughts on, obviously, this matchup with uh, the Aztecs Saturday night, 7.30 kick, 5.30 pregame extended once again right here on Exit 1360. Uh, it's going to be interesting. I'm going to be there. There's going to be – I've got eight tickets. There's eight of us who are going to go. Very, very pumped to see how the uh, the Aztecs come out in this game. Can't wait. Can't yeah. wait. But, uh, again, Rod Carey will join us coming up at 430, head football coach at Northern Illinois. Get his thoughts about coming off that big one against Nebraska, getting the extra week to prepare for San Diego State, and just really his thoughts on where Rocky Long has taken this program. You know, he's sitting there in the MAC, very similar to the Mountain West, group of five conferences. Yeah. You know, he had great success, remember, with Jordan Lynch at Northern Illinois. Mm -hmm. He was a Heisman finalist. In fact, he even finished third in the Heisman his senior year. Then they dropped down a little bit. They needed that win against Nebraska. You know, he started. That's the problem is, you know, you have a couple of big years. It doesn't matter whether you're a Power 5 school or Division three school. Expectations. Right. And last year they had a losing season. So yeah. that was a huge win for him. So got that all jammed into today's show. You know, just... Looking around the NFL, though, this is a week where everyone's sort of trying to make a decision on what to do next. Mm -hmm. Anthony Lynn, the head coach of the Chargers, I thought put it best when he said, look, I, I got to focus on Philadelphia right now. Now, this is an African-American head coach. And so, you know, fair or not, a, a lot of people look to an Anthony Lynn as someone that needs to make a stand. Yeah, somewhat of a lightning rod type of deal. Exactly. Yeah. If you're the head coach, if you're an African-American head coach, you know, you need to take a stand. And I'll give credit to Anthony Lynn, because when you're sitting at 0-3, the only thing you're thinking about is not going 0-4. Yeah, you're thinking about job security. <laughs> right. You know? And he goes, look, I, I, all I'll say about that is we're trying to get ready for Philadelphia right now. Anthony Lynn is an intelligent man. I think he's a very well-respected man amongst his peers in the NFL and maybe out in the community as well. It's not lost on him about what is transpiring in America, what's going on right now. I don't fault him at all. And anybody who says, well, how can you make a statement like that when we've got this wildfire raging out of control? Right, you need to make a stand. You're no. an African-American head coach in the National Football League. Anthony Lynn is in the midst of his first time as a head coach. I would assume he would like to remain a head coach for many years to come. I don't fault him at all. I don't think it's wrong for him to say, I got to get a win here, guys. And Steve, I would think that might, that might be the mindset of a lot of coaches, regardless of their ethnicity, as the weeks come in the NFL, they're thinking, I have to win. 
Yeah, and and the network's thinking the same thing. That's why Fox has decided we got to stay away from this man. We got crushed on Sunday showing those anthems, turning off so many people. By the way, uh, going back to last Sunday, we're getting more details on what transpired with the Chargers that day. Apparently, they met as an organization to talk about what to do last Sunday, and they never reached a consensus. So pretty much everyone did what they did. Now, we know Dean Spanos got there and linked arms with some of the players, but you had three Charger players that were kneeling during the game. By mm-hmm. the way, there were fans yelling at them. We had three players kneeling, and he had three other players sitting during the anthem, and fans were screaming at him to stand up. Uh, Dean Spanos said he would support whatever is done. I mean, he's not going to get involved in any kind of uh, Of potential controversy as far as the team. But uh, Philip Rivers this week was asked, well, what are you guys going to do this Sunday? He goes, I have no idea, man. I I sort of like the idea of just sort of, you know, linking arms and, hey, we love each other and 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 love drives the world. And if we're all about love and and everything else. But that's that's met with people saying, you're missing the point here, Philip. It's not about love. We get the idea of unity and love and everything else. It's lack of love. Right. This is about protesting. There are legitimate protests. I mean, those are those arguments being made. So this is something the NFL has tried to figure out, this morphine of what was a demonstration being made by certain players around the National Football League to this full-blown visual of that, hey, we are the world you know, we are the children. We're all loving each other. And hey, fans, how about you too? Everybody yeah. get link arms. And 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 I think some of the people that were behind these protests is saying you are really bastardizing what exactly what we are trying to convey with the protests in the bat in the past. On the hills, of what Anthony Lynn had to say about you know I'm just focusing on trying to get a victory or first one uh, as the team up in Los Angeles. I would I would venture a guess that there's players too who are of the mindset as well, I got to concentrate on the playbook. I got to concentrate on breaking down film, practicing, making sure that I'm ready to go, no matter who the team is, Steve, I'm ready to go on Sunday. And I think this is starting starting to kind of filter in and also cloud what their goal really is, and that's to win football games. By the way, there's a there's another little note coming out of this latest Charger loss. And and I'm mentioning this now because the one thing that is carried over from the Chargers move from San Diego to LA is an unabashed love for Philip Rivers. And I know people get on me when I get critical of Philip or point out anything negative or the idea that he may be at fault for these losses that keep piling up week after week well, after week. Well, he was week. at fault this past Sunday. There's there's no way to sugarcoat that. But the aftermath of that cost is now we're hearing other people saying the same thing. That if, if you look at this game, what happened against Kansas City and trying to draw positives There aren't a lot, and let me explain why. You know, early in the game, Melvin Gordon ran off some pretty good runs, double-digit yardage runs, Mm -hmm. but Phillip had two of his four passes intercepted, which tells you exactly what Kansas City was trying to do defensively. They were like, yeah, we'll we'll give up the run. What we're not going to do is we're going to own Phillip Rivers. Once they got off to that 14-0 lead, or 17-0 lead as it turned out, then they went back to shutting down the run, and and Melvin Gordon just got you know hit in the yeah. backfield on every play. He's not a great running back by any stretch of the imagination, 
And you've got this, this battle going on right now. And I think it's going to continue to fester between Anthony Lynn on what he wants to do. This is a guy whose entire background in this league is about being a running back coach. Buffalo had the number one rushing offense in the NFL. That's all he knows. Unlike Norv Turner, unlike Mike McCoy, who were quarterback coaches Mm -hmm. when they became the head coach of the Chargers, this is a running back coach. And so it's getting a little more uncomfortable week after week after week. I almost imagine that Anthony Lynn was almost happy the way they lost this game to sort of prove his point saying, you see, Philip, if we're going to lean on you still to try to go through the air, we're going to have disastrous results. And, and it's it's not that Philip Rivers and Anthony Lynn don't like each other's people. It's a philosophical difference, but it's it's really big. And you can tell there is a wedge between them when you think about, okay, well, Philip obviously wants to wean around the yard. Anthony Lynn is thinking, no, we're not going to get it done that way. We have to run the ball. You saw, and and if you heard Colin Cowherd this morning, he had Greg Cosell on from NFL Films, and Colin's first question was about Philip Rivers and how bad he looked, and they both kind of came to the agreement without really saying it. But yeah, Philip's on the downside of the career, and now Philip's arm strength is a question. The mind probably still sharp as day one, but him being able to throw the ball, and he's never had a rocket, as, as Greg Cosell said, but him being able to get that ball to the receivers like he used to years ago, it's just not there. And back to Anthony Lynn wanting to continue as a head coach in the NFL, at some point, and you're right, maybe this loss to the Chiefs was a, a chip in his corner to be able to say, it ain't working. This ain't the old days. We are not the old Chargers as far as letting you, Philip, just go out there and, and win it for us. We have to change. Well, I go back to what's what's happening with the Rams right now. Sean McVay, he's good. I'm because when you when you look at Jared Goff right now, mm-hmm. it, it's like night and day. I mean, a year ago, Jared Goff was a bad fit in the Jeff Fisher offense. He couldn't complete an out. They wanted to run the ball, but guess what? Because they couldn't pass the ball, there was nowhere for Todd Gurley to run. No, it played right into defense's hands. So all of a sudden, everyone's like, Todd Gurley's a bust. What <laughs> happened that great rookie year? Well, now look at Todd Gurley. Now Todd Gurley looks like the running back he was two years ago. Why? Balance. Because Jared Goff is the most improved player in the league. Now, is it that he's just that much better? Or is it that they finally have figured out a way to utilize his skill set? This drives me mad year after year after year. You talk about, you know, why does Phillip Rivers look so much worse now? Is it because of lack of arm strength? Is it because he's getting older? No. It's about a coaching staff that is not committed any longer to what he does best. Ken Wisenhunt is sort of in no man's land. And that's, that really is the puzzling part of this equation. I think it's Anthony Lynn forcing his will on Wisenhunt it telling has him, to, it has I want to be. run the ball. Because, in, you know, when Wiz first got here, we were talking in terms of him being like the, the Rivers Whisperer. You yes, know, that 2013 like, season. Exactly. But again... Anthony Lynn is his boss. And if Anthony Lynn is saying there in the offensive meetings, nah, we're we're not going to throw it around. We're not going to throw it around after what happened against the Chiefs. We are going to try and run the ball. Then that's what Wiz has to do. Unfortunately, as Melvin Gordon has shown us, he ain't Todd Gurley. And the, the tap dance in the backfield is still going on. And oh, by the way, he's running behind a horrible offensive line. 
Yeah. So the idea, I get it to, you know, maybe change the direction a little bit from Anthony Lynn taking it for Mike McCoy, but you made a commitment to Phillip Rivers. I still believe if Phillip Rivers went to another team that allowed him to do his thing, oh. he'll be wildly successful. I don't think he is diminished in his skill set. I think what has happened, though, is, is that the offensive design is now steering away from what he does best. And Steve, I, I would say that with what Deshaun Watson has shown, it's, and it's a very small sampling size, he's going to have bad games coming down the road for the Texans. But what he's kind of shown them in little glimpses of what kind of quarterback he can be, the Chargers are kicking themselves because they had a chance to grab him. And, and you know Phillip probably said, yeah, I don't want you taking a quarterback. I think the conversation is going to be had, if it's not already being maybe started, that about moving Phillip Rivers to another football team next season. I think the Chargers are an interesting team. And again, to me right now, the Chargers are like any other team in this league. If there's a storyline going on with a team that has some interest, this this is an interesting team. Oh, yeah. They've lost eight straight games. They're 0-3 this year, and they have one of the better quarterbacks in the league struggling. Why is he struggling? You have a new coach. So the storylines are interesting no matter where you are when it comes to the Chargers right now. It'll be very interesting to see what they do Sunday uh, against the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, you know, again, about this Thursday night game, Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> Did you hear Aaron Rodgers got a lot of heat this week about oh. his comments in Green Bay? Well, I saw the I saw after he tweeted out the first, hey, fans, we, you know, the Packer players and, and, and right. I, we want you to link arms before the or during the, the national anthem. And people came back with venom. You ain't Brett Favre. I never liked you. We always wanted Favre. And then, you know, the curse words, the FUs out there, a litany of them. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, yeah, hey, Mr. Relax. Hey, double, you know, whatever. Double clutch. Double, double clutch, yeah, double yeah, discount, yeah. whatever the case may be. Yeah. Dude, just just play football. Look at Brent Laffey, man. I know you Loves I know you it. hate Aaron Rodgers, don't you? Smug. <laughs> Smug. Yes. He's one of those guys that he he doesn't make friends. It's amazing because you I've always looked at Green Bay media as really like all in house people for the Packers. Not when it comes to Aaron Rodgers, man. You got some of the locals out there constantly taking shots at Rodgers and his relationship with his family and just getting guys. in digs all the time. Yeah, there hasn't been this much dissension in the Packer ranks since the Favre-Rodgers debate. Right. And, you know, most of the Rodgers haters haven't gotten over that yet. Mm. Is that enough for the Bears to win a game tonight? That and the fact that Green Bay doesn't have any offensive tackles, mm. that, that could be a factor. But far, let's look at Brett Favre as far as this scenario is concerned. And, and you know, the I'm going to retire, I'm not going to retire, all that type of crap. Brett Favre's a guy who came in with, like, steak sauce on his face and fried cheese curd gut on his, his shirt. He was like, he was, he he was Wisconsin, you he know? Fit in, yes. He fit in. You get the Bay Area guy telling everybody, <laughs> relax. Bay he's, Area, very Willard-like. Very Willard-like. You yes. know, he's dating the movie star. He's Mr. Cool. Yeah, he's in, well, And that type of that, thing. That relationship. And that, that don't fly in Wisconsin. No. It he doesn't, doesn't seem like... I mean, they were excited when he won a Super Bowl. Sure. I know that. But that was a long time ago. Right. That was seven years ago. You get a Clay Matthews type who looks, you know, Scandinavian like Thor. And he's crazy and he's running around. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, 
sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. They love that guy. Yeah, he's jacked up. Yeah. <laughs> but Aaron Rodgers, boy, oh, mm. not good to go to social media with it. So Trubisky going to go a quarterback tonight or are they going to rest him for the entire year? They're going to rest him until Glennon gets hurt. <laughs> All right. So you almost have a smile like you hope that's going to be tonight. Full view of the national audience. I, I, I've always looked at it like this. They pretty much told Glennon, we're going to give you $16 million to go out there and get your butt kicked for the whole season. <laughs> so just go out there, take your beating and cash your check. Yeah. To have a good day. Exactly. Just kind of show, kind of show Mitch the, uh, the ropes, but yep. they have see the, the bears have a Mitch Trubisky in the waiting. Yeah, they do. We're, we're talking about the issue with Phillip rivers. Mm-hmm. Who's in the waiting. If, if, if Cardell it, Jones, Oh my, Cardell Jones. See, that's that's that that even makes the the soap opera that is the Chargers even that more intriguing. All right, on a very short show today, our Thursday feature that you all look forward to. Fill up the lines at five seven zero thirteen sixty. Michael Harmon from Fox Sports Radio will be answering your fantasy football questions coming up next. Tomorrow morning on Hardwick and Richards are the Philadelphia Eagles, just a watered-down version of the Kansas City Chiefs, and we've got bold predictions ah, at 8.30. We get started at 6 a.m. on Extra 1360 Fox Sports San Diego. It is the oldest rivalry in the NFL. It's back tonight, Thursday Night Football. Tune in at 5. We're going to take you to Lambeau Field for the Packers-Bears matchup. We try to serve our very loyal loose cannon audience in every way possible. We know that Many of you are involved in fantasy football. So every Thursday at this time, we bring you the best of the best. Unquestioned best of the best. The great Michael Harmon from Fox Sports Radio on to answer your questions. Michael, how are you today? Gentlemen, ready to dominate all the ear holes as they sit around anxiously awaiting this big-time Thursday night kickoff. Last week, we mocked the Rams and 49ers, and they gave us one of the best games we've seen in quite some time. I hope the Bears, uh, my beloved Chicago team, are ready for an encore, but we shall see. Coming off a big win over Pittsburgh, we'll see what they have three days later. Now, Costa's going to have a question for you before we get to the phone calls out there. 570-1360, get ready with your questions quick. One and done with Michael Harmon. But what was more shocking, the shootout between the Rams and the 49ers 
or the fact that Travis Kelsey and Hunter Henry combined were targeted once in that Chargers-Chiefs game? Well, that would about sum it up, right? I guess it goes back to the old adage of you defend what you do best, right? So you you usually utilize the dual tight end and and get things flowing uh, when you're looking at what the the Chargers are doing and then Kelsey being such a monster normally over the middle, perhaps you just get a a little bit extra attention because you're so used to uh, how teams are going to try to game plan for your weapon. So, uh, yeah, disappointing for fantasy owners on every level. Kelsey would have been the number two tight end on the board with great expectations. Instead, absolute failure in a week three that really defied logic in many ways. Michael, Kelvin Benjamin, what is the uh, what's the prognosis for him Sunday in New England with Carolina? From all reports, he will be available. Still a tricky play. I'd have him no better than a third wide receiver, even though the Patriots defense has been leaky. You're trusting that Cam Newton can get the ball anywhere within his wingspan. All right, we're at the quarter pole right now in the season. It is time for you to have your questions asked and answered by the great Michael Harmon. Let's start it off with Nathan. Nathan, welcome. You're on with the Cannons. What's your question for Michael? Yeah, quarterback question. Do you like um, Derek Carr with the Broncos or Jameis Winston and the Giants? I'll take Winston against the Giants, assuming I'm going to have the ball a lot because Eli and company, they can't run it. They can't move it effectively. No long protracted drives at home. Give me Winston. few slots higher. Can't trust Carr against that secondary. All right, Nathan, appreciate it. This came off the text line. What is up with Chargers tight end Hunter Henry? Um, that's the million-dollar question. Uh, I think Phillip Rivers, while he's riding back and forth in his $200,000 Winnebago, needs to figure that one out because uh, that offense sputtering with uh, – just calling it what it is. Look, it's, it's, it's very difficult uh, watching what looks to be on paper or what should be a juggernaut sputter as they have. And for your tight end who had a monster 2016 to be invisible through three weeks of the year uh, is just unfathomable. So uh, I think when we look at it right now, I've seen Henry uh, released in a number of leagues. People just saying, well, the spot's useless right now. So at least trying to create a little bit of churn and opportunity wouldn't go that far. But certainly he's not in my lineups uh, for for week four. I want to see exactly how he starts to be deployed before I'm going anywhere near him in my lineup again. I don't think there's ever been a line like him. Zero targets in weeks one and three. He was targeted seven times with seven catches in week two. Let's go now to... To Brendan. Brendan, what's your question for Michael Harmon? Hey, uh, wide receiver question. Uh, Michael Crabtree at Denver or uh, T.Y. Hilton at Seattle? Uh, can I punt? <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll just bring out Johnny Hacker and let him go to work for me. Uh, look, I'm going to look at uh, Crabtree, I think, just looking from the, the red zone perspective. T.Y. Hilton, you're looking for the big play and daybreak uh, opportunities against Seattle. I, I don't know that you're getting that type of opportunity again. You saw him run to pay dirt with that big gainer. Uh, they're ranked similarly, uh, so obviously your question. Uh, I would put Crabtree just a notch higher, but there's not much separation here. I think you're, you're wing, winging a prayer here in terms of output for week four. Brendan, appreciate it. Uh, another one off our text line. Uh, Mariota or Alex Smith? 
You know how much I love me some Alex Smith along the way, giving you brilliance thus far. But we're going to take Mariota in a bit of an upset on the road at Houston, the defense that hasn't quite been uh, as electric as anticipated. Mariota giving you some yardage with his legs. So we're going to take the the price shot there, and that eventually he's going to realize that Eric Decker's one hell of a red zone receiver uh, if he ever wants to look in his general direction. Did you ask this trade question already off the text line? Another one. Should I trade Dalvin Cook and Jordy Nelson for Antonio Brown? Brown and LeGarrette Blount. Cook and Nelson for Brown and Blount. Brown slightly, well, on some weeks not even better than. Uh, I'm going to say no. Okay. Upside's too high with Cook right now. Wow. How about this? Amari Cooper or Devontae Adams? For this week, Devontae Adams. Uh, looking at Cooper with a tough draw on the outside. I know when you're looking at uh, Adams being the number two or number three, depending on how they're going, because Geronimo Allison's a guy to watch in terms of your sleeper or ninjas for tonight uh, lurking in the weeds as a number four wideout, but he'll have a high, high target count against his Bears secondary. Uh, but Cooper, no guarantee uh, that you're getting much traction at all. And to stick on my sentiment, I don't know that I've gotten a return receipt that had arrived yet. All right, back to the calls at 570-1360. Michael Harmon answering your questions. Robert is next. Robert, what's your question for Michael? Hi, I'm in a PPR league, and I don't know if I should start Amir Abdullah against Minnesota or Buck Allen against Pittsburgh. Uh, Buck Allen's sitting down. Uh, disappointment this past week, as everybody in Baltimore was, and obviously the ability for Flacco to push the ball right now, not there. Abdullah, even in a workload split, I'll take my shot that I'm able to get at least 10 to 12 touches, get him a little bit of work in the out of the backfield as a receiver against Minnesota, a team that's stout against the run, but given his speed, he could get to the outside and become a factor in the passing game. All right, appreciate the phone call. Let's go to uh, Dennis. Dennis, go ahead. You're on with Michael Harmon. Michael, appreciate the call. And uh, Hartman just wanted to say, uh, giving you a shout from the old San Fernando Valley, uh, uh, El Camino Real area. Uh, the good rivalry between El Camino and Taft, absolutely. There you go, Ventura Boulevard. Hey, uh, my last spot on my roster for the Flex PPR, I can either go with Devontae Adams, Adam Thielen, Marquise Lee, or Macklin. Who would you pick? Oh, no question. It's Adam Thielen. Every time, working out of the slot, uh, he's been absolute money. Most 20-yard-plus receptions in the National Football League. Adams is an interesting start tonight uh, against Chicago. He'd be number two on the list, but Thielen gets the nod. All right, Dennis, thanks for your call. Joe's next. Joe, what is your question for Michael? Hey, how you doing? Can I speak to you? You're talking right now. Okay, cool. Uh, How about tonight? Or, no, no, sorry, sorry, this weekend. Uh, Prior... Or Rashad Matthews? Uh, we're going Rashad Matthews all day long. High target count week to week. Prior electricity uh, awaiting, uh, but we haven't had that sonic boom just yet to give us the big point production, getting more out of Chris Thompson out of the backfield. So we're going to go with Rashad Matthews and what should be a strong game for Mariota in that passing game. All right, final call. Let's go to Mick. Mick, go ahead. You're on with Michael Harmon. Hey, Mike. Uh, just a quick question. PPR League, uh, Bilal Powell or Chris Carson? I'm going to go with Bilal Powell uh, this week with Matt Forte ailing. You know, they're going to do some work uh, shoring up the back end of the backfield, but finally it's his time to shine. Forte, uh, questionable, most likely not going to go, at least for this week. So uh, I'll take uh, yeah, 
Brooks suggesting a Jed. What's wrong with me? Uh, but Bilal <laughs> Powell will be that guy. Ah, Jets after that demolition of the Miami I Dolphins. Yeah, fairly good. Uh, oh, that was Buffalo. Oh, was that Buffalo or that was the Jets? No, Buffalo yeah. beat Denver. That's right. Uh, the Jets 20 nothing over the uh, – yeah. uh, Jay Cutler and company. And they yeah. shut down Ajayi. That was my prediction. Ajayi would have like 150 yards. I think he had 16. Um, all right. Uh, I hate to leave the lines jam, but that happens every single week. Remember, every single Thursday at 3.30, Michael's here to take your calls. But, Michael, I have good news for all those people waiting online. They always have a chance to reach out to you. Tell them how. Send me the love at Swollen Dome on Twitter at SwollenDome.com. I just put up the preliminary rankings. In other words, we shuffled things around for these Thursday night games to give you an idea of where we're at. We'll update those as the injury reports become more official. And then Sunday morning, 6 to 10, because of the Fox-London game between those aforementioned Dolphins and the Saints, uh, four full hours of Dan Beyer and I getting it on on Fox Sports Radio. So you can tune that in. Uh, carry me with you wherever you're going, to services, after services, in your pocket right next to your heart. <laughs> Because you love me so much. <laughs> they do, Michael. Michael, we love you. Thanks so much, man. Peace and love, fellas. Have a great week. All right, Michael, Thanks, Michael. Harmon again. Every Thursday, three. Th- I always feel sorry for those late calls always know, run in. I it's know. like you got to get in early. Thank goodness no more games with the Dodgers, but there were some good moments from last night. Padres plus three is on deck. Hey, it's Willard coming up tomorrow at noon on Mark and Rich. There's a new article that came out in Los Angeles that says L.A. is already, quote, done with the Chargers. We'll also get you ready for the weekend. San Diego State's got Northern Illinois in town. Join us at noon on Extra 1360 Fox Sports San Diego. All right, Cannon's rolling on. Log on to SportsSD.com to win great prizes like tickets for the SDSU Northern Illinois games, all on SportsSD.com keyword contest. Speaking of that game, Rod Carey, the coach of Northern Illinois, is going to be joining us today coming up at 4.30. And once again, we the Cannons, and Costa, I know you're going to be out there with the family on Saturday. Oh, yeah. Would encourage you once again. If you used to go to Charger games on Sunday and you missed the tailgating and all the activities that go along with, you know, when you go to a game, it's about the whole atmosphere around a game, right? And we know tailgating is near and dear for so many fans here in San Diego. We got news for you. Tailgating's a lot at San Diego State Games. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I intend to do a lot of it on Saturday. Same parking lot you did it all those years with the Chargers. It's the same place. Same massive holes, chunks of uh, <laughs> asphalt missing. Those are our holes, Those though. Those are our holes. Yeah, yeah and, and granted, here's the thing. There's not going to be 65,000 people at the game. You are you can get in, and even though there's a, a large crowd expected, you can still find your own little private area, and, and you're not going to be crammed in like sardines. Let me just end it by saying this. There is no—I know there's a lot of reasons why people will not go. Right. But— if you've been thinking of sampling Aztec football, come on. The weather's going to be awesome. The team's rolling. Get a ticket and go. Well, and again, it's the debut of SDCCU Stadium That's on right. Saturday. But I, I, I'm appealing to those fans that used to go to Charger games and are sort of missing that that every single week. Get some tickets. They're reasonably priced. And you're going to see a team that's ranked in the top 20 in the country with a legitimate Heisman Trophy candidate in Rashad Penny, Ernie. And to add to that experience real quickly, Stephen Mike, just inside Gate G, the Extra 1360 Fox Sports San Diego broadcast, 
Feel the Power, Judson Richard, Rich Schornberger, John Schaefer, Jared Tolver. Right. So get that feeling. Yes. It's there. It's alive. I'm telling you, it'll build. If, you, if you've never done it before, you will not be disappointed. I promise you. It's Now, I'm not saying for sure San Diego State's going to win anything. I'm not guaranteeing any victory. No, this ain't a Northern Illinois game. had an extra week to prepare. They're emotionally sky high after pulling the upset in Lincoln against Nebraska. But as far as getting bang for your buck... It's going to deliver with the Aztecs and Northern Illinois coming up on a Saturday. All right. Uh, was not, not Ugh. a good series for the Padres against the Dodgers. Nonetheless, it's that time. We committed 24 errors. Their pitcher threw a no-hitter against us. But there is some good news. One, two, three. One, two, It's time for Padres Plus Padres Three. Plus Three. The top three highlights from your San Diego Padres. Roll tape. Rock on, Padre Nation. To a whole new generation. Come to the park, young and old. To be part of the story told about the San Diego the first time we play that song we're like man that's a catchy tune yeah and here we are six months later still singing oh, so sad Coming still singing yeah. uh andy green after yesterday's blowout loss said this is this series is on me he says we were not ready to play and he took the blame i'll give andy green credit i mean it was a awful what was it like 20 to 5 i mean it's just a absolute blowout series dodgers sweeping the padres that being said, we created this segment for games like this. <laughs> so let's get it started. Strike one. Slowly grounded down the third baseline. It'll go foul. Oh, man. Colliding. Villanueva and Richard. I think everybody's all right. Got a game of Twister going on down there. Right hand yellow, left foot green. Twister's always a family fun game, is it not? <laughs> and the thing is, just luckily nobody gets hurt on that. Can you can you imagine like Mud and Costa playing Twister against each other? Huh. Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh. Oh my. Oh, no. I don't even understand what that play was. That was a foul ball or what? What? Second what? inning. Yeah, just uh, probably about 10 feet from the uh, home plate, Richard and Villanueva. We, I don't ever know if we ever had a foul ball play well, as a top play, but that that's another first. Jake Season's coming to a close. From uh, Fox Sports San Diego, <laughs> Yes, I said there will be two first on mm -hmm. today's Padres plus three. Really? Well that, well, that was one of them. Let's move on. Right two. On the ground towards second could be two. It's why the second for one. On to first double play. So four to six to three on the twin killing that ends the seventh. We head to the eighth, ten nothing LA. <laughs> that would be it. That would be it. That would not be it. A double play ball. What was the score at that point? That was a seventh inning. So whatever the score was. I think he said ten nothing. Yeah, it was yeah. it was out of hand by uh, <laughs> Let's wrap this up. Strike three, you're out. Salarte rips it down the right field line towards the corner, and that'll jump up into the seats for a rule book double. So yeah, Harris Solarte with his second hit of the night. Now that is a first. A rule book double? Yeah. Is that a new name for a ground rule double? 
That's done, yeah. It's like a when, rule book double. I've like never when, heard a reference like to that. It's like when before. basketball people talk about scoring the basketball, scoring the ball. Yeah. Yeah, that's what you do when you put it through the hoop. <laughs> you score. But that's the first time you heard a double or a run did not score. Yes. Again, you, you got Salarte in, though, any way you possibly can. Those might have been the weakest highlights we've had all season long. That was a bad game. Pretty much when he hit the dink over the yard, we kept. Man, uh, Padres day off, and then, of course, they wrap up their season up in San Francisco against the Giants. Uh, let's qualify some right now for our cannon shot of the day. Drum roll, please. This hour's cannon shot came from... Text line, the Chargers could ask their fans to lock arms Sunday if the first 20,000 fans get an extendable grabber to reach across four empty seats. <laughs> All right, we get ready for the four of the biggest sports stories of the day, including history being made by the most unlikely team. Coming up next. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 